You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Welcome to all you new listeners. We are growing very fast, and I, you old listeners, I appreciate all the retweets and uh, iTunes reviews, and I urge you to check out the rest of the Locked On Network. It's also growing very fast, and if you want really in-depth conversation about your favorite free agent signing for your team or one you got, a big fish that got away that has you upset, whatever, go check those out. I am at Williamson NFL on Twitter, and enough of the formalities. I mean, things are happening fast, and it's been about 24 hours since we spoke. It's about 6 o'clock Eastern here, so you're going to listen to this, and you'll get my responses, and I love that, but things are happening quick, and some of it might be outdated with an hour from now. So let's just dig in. A lot of these signings, um, Mosley to the Jets. <sighs> It's too much money. I mean, I'm sorry. And let's go take a step back. Yesterday, I started the podcast saying, guys, all these are too much money. I mean, there's going to be a lot of bad deals here, and it's a going rate, and day one of free agency does this every year. And I will say, 24 hours later since we spoke, I think things are getting a little more reasonable, and they'll get more reasonable tomorrow and later in the week, and you'll get some better deals. But this one's crazy to me. I mean, he's like double what any other linebacker's making. I mean, Quan Alexander made huge money. We'll get to him. And Mosley's like, I think, five or six million more. So we're not going to harp on the money. I mean, that's not what this podcast is about right now. You know, we'll talk about that stuff down the road. But we'll just talk fits. I think Greg Williams very much wanted a leader of his defense, a quarterback of his defense. Although I can argue Jamal Adams already sort of brings out the table, different position. Um, you line Mosley up next to Williamson, no relation, by the way, um, and you have a very good second level of your defense. It's very good, but it's not Willis and Bowman. You know, I mean, like Mosley's okay in coverage, but he's not an elite playmaker, space player for today's NFL. And I do think the Ravens absolutely wanted him back. So be it. They didn't, you know, they weren't going to spend that kind of money. So this is kind of a feather in their cap to not go down that road. And I understand the Jets are trying to build a culture, and Mosley's going to be helpful with that. But wow, I mean, he's not going to live up this money. I mean, he has to be like the best linebacker in history to do it. And he's good, he's not great. Um, along those lines, Barr, we thought was going to the Jets, and presumably as kind of a 3-4 edge end, which I thought was peculiar. I don't ever use that word, but that kind of came out fun. Because I too, I thought he was coming out of UCLA and then really hasn't been used that way since entering the league for the last handful of years. So to just use him as an edge guy, maybe they'd do more. He'd drop into coverage. I mean, when they signed him before Mosley, I thought it was be Barr next to Williamson. And then when they signed Mosley came pretty apparent and listened to the beat writers and everything. It was going to be Barr coming off the edge. And then Barr backed out and is going back to the Vikes. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be used better. Not that he can't come off the edge, but uh, it's not proven. I thought that was a risky move by the Jets. Um, but I do think, you know, he, he teams with Kendricks, gives them some stability. Kudos to the Vikes. They know exactly who he is. Great stuff. Denver signed two dudes. Jaywan Jones is by far the highest paid right tackle. I'm going to bite my tongue and say, holy smokes. 
yeah, he's better. The right tackle situation in Denver has been a disaster for years. I would assume he shores that up, but, I mean, he's not a pro bowler. I mean, uh, the line looks a little better, and I think Munchak will do wonders there, and they should still probably get somebody in free agency, and it's it's obvious, or in the draft, and obviously it's a concern for Elway. But, man, to give this guy that much, holy cow. Kareem Jackson's a good football player. He's slow. He's smart. He's steady. Is he a corner? Is he a slot? Is he a safety? If used properly, he could be all the above, or he could be none of the above. <laughs> he's a very good tackler. I like all those things. He's you know going to be good in the room. They lost Roby, who we'll get to. They needed a guy, but I hope they don't have him on an island against Tyreek Hill. Holy smokes. You know what I mean? Like, that could go bad. But he's a good football player, and he's up in age, and it's pretty clear to me Denver is in it to win it. One of the most odd choices to me was Funchess to the Colts for pretty good money. And everyone's been so down on Funchess that I think he actually became underrated where he used to be overrated. I mean, he's not terrible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he is a big, he's been successful. He doesn't run real, real well, but he's young still. He gives them an element they don't have. I get it. But to, all this cap space in your one move thus far is you go get Devin Funches. I mean, need position. I mean, is he definitely going to be the starter opposite Hilton? I mean, I suppose that's how they see him. And it does give him that basketball, you know, flavor, you know, team of receivers going to Ebron and, you know, Doyle and all those guys. I think I still have a lot of hope for Kane, and they probably draft one pretty high. Just was odd to me that this was their choice, when they probably could have had their choice to just about any receiver. This is the one they went to. Mentioned Roby. He's taking a one-year deal to go with the Texans, and the Texans are also grabbing Tashawn Gibson, a true free safety. You know, he steal him from a division rival. He was just cut from the Jags. I look at him basically as a single high guy. They lost Tyron Matthew, shuffling the secondary. You know, Johnson's gone. I get that. I mean, I think these are solid moves by the Texans. The secondary needed addressed. Um, I don't know that the secondary can be done done. Roby, um, apparently, in little Steeler note, apparently the Steelers came in second on Roby, that they offered him a three-year deal. Instead, he took a one-year $10 million deal, which I assume he looked at it as... I've been a pretty good player. I didn't have my best year last year. I'm going to have Watt and Clowney and Merciless and these guys rush the passer, and I'm going to have a great season, and I'm going to be a free agent after the year, and I'm really going to cash in. He might be right. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. Uh, This is a very good gamble for Houston. The Bills have kind of stole the show today. Um, Two receivers, two linemen. John Brown, who, speaking of Steelers, was one of my targets. You know, I mean, was one of the guys I really wanted to see in Pittsburgh. Um, him and Jordan Hicks were the two guys I was after, and Roby to some degree all fell off the board today. So my Steelers got shut out on those guys. Um, Brown, obvious correlation, the big arm, the downfield passing. You guys know I'm a big fan of him to begin with. That ties in very well with Allen. Beasley's your. You know, exactly what he is, slot receiver, Patriot-type guy, move the chains again, should be a quarterback's best friend to some regard. 
Uh, all of a sudden, the receivers there don't stink, and there is a variety now. You mix in Zay Jones. He's somewhere in between. No one's the number one, and maybe that comes in the form of Metcalf in the first round or, you know, a project or something, or a tight end in the first round. Make a lot of sense to me, too. Um, but they're making you know, Allen's life a lot easier. And that goes to the line, too. I mean, Morse is a good center when he's in there and he's young. I would hope health doesn't have any problems and he's the anchor of this unit for a long time. Um, I'm going to say his name wrong, but the tackle from the Redskins, Ty Neske, I think that's how you say his name. He's been a really good swing tackle and there's been so many Redskin injuries that he's always thrust into action. He's done really well. He's a clear upgrade. These two are clear upgrades on a bad Bills line. Kind of like the receiver position, though. Uh, these make perfect sense to me. They're different styles, just like the receivers. Um, but don't be done. You know, don't just think, well, our line is fixed. We don't need any more pass catchers. Don't be done, Bills. Okay, the Raiders were obviously extremely busy yesterday. And they signed LaMarcus Joyner. Good move. I mean, he's a really good football player. He will help that secondary in many ways. He can come down and play the slot. He can be single high. He's aggressive. He's just small. You know, I mean, that's okay. I mean, I think he's a, a nice pairing for Carl Joseph if they still have him in the long-term plans. He's going to help somewhere. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a loss for the Rams. I don't think they were gonna, had any chance to bring him back anyway. But um, a nice pickup for the Raiders for the short term for in the long term. I mean, he's a good player. Uh, Buster Screen goes to the Bears. Not a huge deal, but it makes me think they know that they're going to lose their slot corner. Um, and maybe they'll have to you know, add another corner in the draft. They don't have an early pick. So Screen, screen, screen can get you out of, you know, he can get you out of the game, so to speak. I mean, he'll probably come into camp as a starting uh, slot corner. Fine. Um, not real flashy. This isn't a team that has the capabilities to make a ton of moves right now. So noteworthy, though. The Brownies, after getting Olivier Vernon yesterday, get Sheldon Richardson and put him next to Ogan Joby. Gives you a, a really good pass rush without having to blitz. Greg Williams isn't there anymore. Probably not going to blitz nearly as much. Richardson has bounced around the league at a remarkable rate the last couple of years, but I don't think it's because he's considered a bad locker room guy anymore or anything like that, or the play hasn't been there. Um, so this is a nice pickup. I mean, he's an upfield penetrator. I think that's exactly what they want from their four-man front. And I really like the Brashad Perryman pickup, too, or, you know, keeping him. Um, I thought he turned a corner. I liked him coming out of school. Obvious size, speed, first-round talent type of skills that never put it together early, especially with the Ravens, and started to look pretty good with the Browns. And, again, kind of like I said with the Bills, I still think the Browns will be in the market for a number one receiver, but Perryman and Callaway both have some field-stretching skills. Both will have a role very different than Landry. So, again, good move there. Most of these are good moves. You know, I mean, it's just kind of put them on paper sitting here and we don't break down every inch of the contract. But it's interesting how they fit in. And Saffold to the Titans fits that mold, too, where the makeup of this team lately has been... Really good O-line, pound the ball, power running game. I know they tried to get away from that, but they didn't, and yada, yada. Saffold, will be, to me, will be a plug-and-play guard. Will upgrade that line dramatically. Wouldn't kill me to get in one more interior lineman to the group. And the Titans really need to add receivers. 
Um, but and that could come in the draft too. But this is it fills a hole. The quality NFL player who's not going to hurt you at all, um, and a clear upgrade. I love Thomas Davis going to the Chargers, um, even if it's just for locker room leadership reasons and the ability to hang out with Derwin James and you know help him become the ultimate stud pro great safety. Davis came into the league as a safety. Um, put him next to Perryman at linebacker. Use him in all sorts of ways, mostly at the second level, as he has for his career. But they don't really have a guy like him, especially with his age and his leadership. And I think that organization could use it. So I really hope that works out. I hope he has a great swan song to finish his career with the Chargers. And, and I think he will. From all accounts, Teddy Bridgewater shunned the Dolphins. And I don't know that Miami's the most wonderful spot to go after anymore, or to, you know, to land anymore, to go settle back in where he was with New Orleans. I guess I get it. I mean, you would think, wouldn't the competitor and you want to be the starter in Miami, you know, but that could be a really long year. I mean, it probably didn't hate his time sitting in meeting rooms with Drew Brees and, you know, if Sugar Plum's in your, dancing in your head that you're going to take over for Brees and do the same things when he's gone. I get it. You know, I mean, some of these quarterbacks, the Tyrod Taylors of the world, you know, there isn't clear landing spots anymore. You know, there's there's not a lot of teams that desperately need, you know, that veteran dude or are going to give them what you want. It was comfortable, I'm sure, in New Orleans. Maybe you get a ring out of it. You know, maybe you get in there if Breeze falls by chance. So I suppose I understand what Bridgewater's thinking there. The Packers. (laughs) Packers are busy. Adrian Amos, great signing. I mean, this guy's a really good safety. Uh, they moved on from HaHa Clinton Dix late last year. Amos is an upgrade there. You steal him off a division rival. I dig it. I think they overspent a lot on Billy Turner, who's kind of just a guy, but they could have used one more guard. I mean, they're paying him like a starter. I don't know that he's a quality starter. I'll do a little more homework on him, but hmm, I mean, that one's a little questionable to me. Then they signed the Smith brothers, Zadarius and Preston, to be their edge guys and cut Perry, who they gave pretty good money recently. Clay Matthews won't be back. These are upgrades. I like this. I like that Green Bay sure looks like they're setting themselves up to take best players available with their early picks. They have two firsts. Sure wouldn't shock me if Metcalf or one of the tight ends ends up at 12 there. I mean, it looks like I would be... Likely to be a pretty offensive-heavy draft for the Packers. Maybe another lineman at 12. I think that could make sense, too. I only question this. And again, I like Preston Smith. I like Zadarius Smith. I like them both a lot. It's just that, to me, both of them are Robin. And much like wide receivers, when you look at edge pass rushers, Perry's Robin. I think Smith and Smith are Robin. You know, Clay, when he was at his best, was Batman. That... You have two Robins. Does two Robins equal a Batman and Robin? Not quite. You know what I mean? Like, would you rather have Batman and nobody? Or would you, know, you see what I'm saying here? Like, both these guys are really good, but they had a real threat on the other side of them their whole career too. Kerrigan, Suggs, those type of guys. That it's a little harder now when you're the biggest dog making the big buck and everyone's looking at you in the locker room to upgrade it. And you're only Robin. And you know what I mean? Like, you still got to take down the Joker. And it's not easy. So, I like the moves. Just those are my caveats on that one. I mentioned Jordan Hicks before. Really wanted him to be a stealer. Cardinals have a lot more money. 
It's a nice pickup for them. That could pay off huge. Their defense is starting to shape up. I like that. And they need every offensive lineman they can get. J.R. Sweezy, fine. You know, they just got Gilbert. If either one of those guys works out, fine. They just need to keep throwing things at the fan in terms of their offensive line, see what sticks. And maybe nothing, maybe a lot, but they need to just keep bringing in big body dudes. Um, Latavius Murray is going to replace Mark Ingram in New Orleans. Um, you guys know I adore Kamara, but I don't know that he's a workhorse. You know, I think he does you know, need the breathers and needs uh, another guy like this. I'm not the biggest Murray fan, but good situation for him. I mean, this, he falls into a great situation. I don't think he'll equal Ingram's production or value, but, you know, you're the Saints. They don't have a lot of needs right now. You know, I mean, he's a nice pickup. You're in it to win it. If Kamara would go down for a while, Murray can more than get you out of a game or get you through a couple weeks. Certainly more of a runner than receiver, and I don't love his style of play, but, you know, I mean, Kamara's Batman. Paradis goes to Carolina to replace Khalil. This adds up absolutely perfect. Um, that line really worried me. This makes me feel a lot better, but it's only one step. Again, they should not be done. I don't think Daryl Williams will be back. The other Khalil brothers, hard to trust, that's for sure. Paradis is a very good top six or seven center in the league coming off an injury. Uh, hopefully he's there for the next five to eight years as a foundational piece as Khalil was before him. I could see that. The Bucks lost Quan Alexander. We talked about that one yesterday. But they bring in Dion Buchanan at a much cheaper rate. Um, they already have Levante David. They got back with there. And Todd Bowles was, was with Buchanan in Arizona. Very familiar with him there. Um, it's a downgrade, don't get me wrong. Not that Alexander's a superstar. But Buchanan is a run-and-hit safety turn linebacker, one of the first of his kind. They will stay active in, you know, in the middle of the field. And I didn't think Buchanan was used well last year. I think Bowles will get the most out of him, and that familiarity is really important. So I like the pickup kind of on the cheap by you know Tuesday standards, which nothing's cheap at this stage of free agency, but it's getting a little more reasonable, and this was one of them. And, I mean, he's you're going to stay active and fast on the second level. Good stuff for the Bucks. That's fine. Last one. The Falcons signed Jerron Brown and James Carpenter. Um, guard, to me, was their number one need before today. I don't really like either one of these players. But you signed two veteran guards, and you probably can go into the draft and take the best pass rusher available then. Um, uh, so, fine. I Again, I hope that they get a young interior lineman. As much as I like Alex Mack, he's not young either. So now the interior of the O-line, and Mac's still good, is better, it's serviceable, it's okay, it's adequate, but I would like to see a real young first, second round type guard that could maybe play center in a pinch type of deal because these two guys don't get me excited at all. But I get the, the purpose here. You know, let's get both of them in here. Maybe only one of them's a starter. Maybe we have to start both, you know, but... Um, guard's been a problem. It was a real problem last year. Offense looks pretty complete other than that, though. Folks, that's a wrap. I mean, that was the speed round. I was talking a mile a minute here. Didn't even take a break. Didn't take a sip of water. Just buzzed out 20 minutes of great stuff with you guys. 
Tomorrow we will have Mark Schofield. Of course, we'll keep talking free agency. Maybe Lev Bell will fall by then. Um, some other big names out there. And then we'll get together with Sando. He'll bring a, certainly a, new, a different angle on Thursday. He's so dialed in. So that's the next two days. These last two days have been fun. It's just me sitting here just going boom, boom, boom. Here's a minute. Here's a minute and a half on all these players. So if you want more, you know, go check out Locked on Falcons and they'll examine the guard situation in, in more depth. You'll get a whole podcast about it. So that's the case with the whole Locked on Network. And check all that out and follow me on Twitter at NFL. See you.